0: MoneyFM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now to turn our attention to headlines from around the region. The top one, of course, the situation in Sri Lanka. The president has finally left the country. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a while. First, we'll turn our attention to Malaysia. On the line with me is Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Elliot. How are you doing? Not too bad, although, wow, there's uh, quite a number of things happening and, and I'm really interested to talk more about the Sri Lanka situation. First, a little bit about Malaysia. I was going through some headlines and I saw that the doctors in Malaysia have come out to say they are expecting a manpower crunch because of transfers and resignations there's a bit of an anticipation of a COVID-19 wave. Yet at the same time, there are conflicting reports by officials that say, no, everything's okay. Could you set the record straight for us?
1: Well, you know, I don't think everything is okay, You know, we're seeing a crunch now. Numbers are starting to spike up again over COVID. And though it's relatively mild with some coughing, drying nose and that kind of stuff shortage of doctors, it couldn't have come at a worse time. Uh, I think it reflects on the government's inability to deal with the situation. I mean, this shortage, which initially was a shortage, initially it was the government's refusal to take on contract doctors and making them permanent staff. So this was already an issue during the lockdown and, you know, led to protests, led to some stop work. So I think basically what's happened now is that Doctors have moved on to the private sector, lured by better wages, better working conditions, and leaving the government sector. And this hole hasn't been filled yet. Mm. You know, so I think we what we're staring at are really budgetary issues. You know, okay. facing the government, and this is this is reflected in its ability to retain doctors, try to attract more of them into the service to deal with this. Shortage and this vacuum, you know, that they created by all of these people leaving.
0: Yeah, and it's not like the doctors are treated very well by patients as well. And there's a bit of a silent killer here because, as you mentioned, there's a COVID wave, there's a COVID resurgence. I mean, the likelihood of restrictions being reimposed when you consider that we're just starting to enjoy going into uh, Malaysia again.
1: Well, you know, the health ministry has warned that, you know, some restrictions may need to be imposed if the situation worsens. But, you know, the PM has stressed that the economy will remain open. I don't think really at this point in time the country, given the other economic headwinds facing the country, inflation, uh, supply chain problems and that kind of stuff, Mm. that the country can really afford any kind of lockdown, no matter how the situation develops.
0: Hmm. Malaysia's palm oil stocks at the end of June rose to their highest in seven months. The exports were throttled by rival Indonesia's policies to boost its own shipments. A bit of a curious question here, Leslie. I mean, was this an issue of, you know, Indonesia just needing time for the policies to kick in to see the rewards? Malaysia should have really seen this coming.
1: Well, it really boils down to... The problem with the political situation here is that the government has taken its eye off a number of issues. You know, just like you pointed out earlier before this, the issue with medical doctors, and now you know palm oil. You know, prices were up because Indonesia stopped exports for a while, but they've come back into the market, yeah. and Malaysia has been caught flat-footed again. You know, right. and the palm oil industry in Malaysia is facing many of its own problems such as a shortage of workers. So that's like disrupting production too. So, you know, really a number of issues need to be addressed before Malaysia can get, you know, iron out all these real rough spots in the palm oil industry now.
0: This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now,
1: back to our podcast episode.
0: Leslie, talking about rough spots, right? Sri Lanka's embattled president was stuck in his own country in a humiliating standoff with airport immigration staff yesterday. They were blocking his exit. We understand this morning that he's out of the country, kicked out of your own house, then kicked out of your country. I mean, how did it get this bad? I, I remember over the weekend, he did promise to resign by today, right?
1: Yeah, he's supposed to resign by today. And the word is that he's landed now in Maldives. But the situation remains fluid. I mean, it things got so bad, you know, it boils down to basically mismanagement of the economy. You know? mm. Mm. Sri Lankans have really had a very, very bad time. The country's declared itself bankrupt now. Mm. And, you know, getting back on its feet is going to take a lot, you know, because first you need a stable government in place. You know and then you need to get the economic house in order get people back to jobs bring down try and bring down inflation because so whoever takes over is going to have a humongous entry you know, that will have so many challenges at all at one time so this is really going to test any kind of new leader and nothing can happen without international help here mm. so Sri Lanka is going to need a lot of it, a lot of it from neighboring countries like India and probably countries like China to come to some kind of deal where they can renegotiate foreign debt. And stability is going to be key because tourism has always been a vital part of the economy and getting stability that will bring back the tourists. And that's what Sri Lanka needs now. ...for it to get back on its feet. So I think some really grim days ahead for the country.
0: You you talk about mismanagement. So uh, Godabaya Rajapaksa, as president, enjoys immunity from arrest. Is there any possibility? I mean, can you even bring up charges against this guy?
1: Under the current laws, it is difficult. But even new government comes into power and they decide they have enough majority to change these laws... Ah then all bets are off yeah you know all yeah. bets are off and i think it would be a populist move you know to calm down anger by saying okay fine we're going to make we're going to make change some laws so mm-hmm. this never happens again so i wouldn't write off Something like this, send As you okay. point out, I wouldn't like that. Okay,
0: just final issue, Leslie, and this takes us to the Philippines. Uh, they've got coronavirus and dengue infections rising over there, so a bit of a challenge to President Ferdinand and Marcos Jr.'s new administration. Problem is, they still don't have a health chief. Are there any front runners for this role? I mean, what are you hearing in terms of potential actions that need to be taken here?
1: Uh, no no names have come up yet. And, you know, Marcos himself is in isolation after being infected with COVID. And he's only taken office slightly more than a week. The president has said that, you know, they need to ramp up vaccinations and fix whatever shortcomings. And there are many, you know, there are many shortcomings there. And they need to deal with this quickly. But, you know, this is going to be, you know, certainly no honeymoon period for Marcos Jr. here. Yeah. And he's going to come into office and really sort out a lot of problems, you know. Yeah,
0: it's the worst time ever to be a world leader. Imagine some kids saying to their parents, Mommy, I want to be a president when I grow up. No, don't. (laughs) Gosh, Leslie. Thank you so much for helping me out with this. Uh, Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Uh, Thank you again for your time. You take care. Have a great day ahead.
1: You too. well. Take care. Bye.